Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery mobile game that puts your detective skills to the test. Embark on a journey into a gripping narrative where intrigue, secrets, and unexpected twists await at every turn. Play as June Parker and investigate beautifully detailed scenes of the 1920s whilst uncovering the mystery of her sister's murder. Rediscover the magic of June's childhood as you roam the vast estate filled with secrets and memories waiting to be uncovered. Gather compelling evidence and decipher clues, immersing yourself in a captivating world of discovery that will keep you hooked until the very end. Compete with friends and other players to see who can solve cases the fastest or achieve the highest scores. Are you ready to jump back in time, detectives? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Discover the secrets of the past. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I'm always high on the hogs, guy. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. Kudos for naming your son Ty, T-Y-E, just like I spell my name. There aren't many T-Y-E's out there. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. probably means there's more people that believe in the team. Hopefully, there's a few more fans and there's a few more players and all that, but yeah, I think there's a quiet confidence. You know, that's kind of what you want when you're what you might call an underdog or you know, there's a confidence of we need to show people. And that's kind of what we're about, but yeah, I kind of I feel that about our squad as well. A really good excerpt from Bob Holt in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hawk Sports' latest article as we get going here on a football Friday. So I remember thinking, I know I'm not even being recruited by Arkansas right now, but this is where I want to be. That was Isaiah Satania when he was at game two of this past season, the Texas game. And if you remember, he was originally committed to A&M in Oregon before he decommitted and signed with Arkansas. You've got some incredible atmospheres this fall, incredible teams coming in. And there are going to be some big recruiting weekends where you're going to be battling maybe a team that you're actually playing that day. I want to see what Arkansas can do when they go up and get some Blue Bloods this year for the likes of some high-caliber players that they'll be on 
in this upcoming class. And that's where we'll start here on a Football Friday this morning. Football Friday this hour brought to you by World of Wireless. 877-305-DISH is their number with football season just around the corner. Three weeks from tomorrow for Arkansas's first game. Time to get the TV set. If you cut the cord and you don't like watching sports that way because the back button's not there, the previous button's not there, you can't record all the games at one time, the Hopper system will let you record up to 16 different shows, programs, and games at one time, plus TV on the go with a sling built into the Hopper. There are so many features you're going to love, and right now you get a bonus for a free weekend that's coming up with a Google doorbell system that you can enjoy at World of Wireless. 877-305-DISH. That's 877-305-3474. So enrollment busted 30,000 for the first time ever in the University of Arkansas history. And a big deal of that is the football program. That's what Chuck called the front porch of your university. I thought that was a great way to put it. And you think about recruiting and where it's trending. Arkansas has improved its recruiting class every year since Sam Pittman. You have seven home games for the first time in Razorback football history. Big marquee matchups. Big time teams coming into your house. Some of which might be rebuilding a little bit this year. Your preseason ranked in the coaches poll for the first time in six or seven years. The time to strike while the iron is hot is now. That's a phrase my dad has used over and over and over again. You have an opportunity with this upcoming class to just get after it. They're going to be inside of that stadium this fall when your team's delivering on the field and you as a fan are delivering on off the field in the stands as well. That's what the great thing about coming to games is. I want to go back to what Rick Cops, Kevin's dad, told us on this very program. He said in one weekend, they attended a game in Austin, Texas. I don't know what that ballpark's called. I don't really care. And then they came up to Baum Walker. And he said there was like two or 3,000 during a midweek game or something in Texas. And then they came to Fayetteville, and there was 10,000 plus for a game. And he and Kevin instantaneously knew that that's where he was going to pitch, and that was the University of Arkansas. Now, that's baseball. But football, we saw from when it started, when Sam Pittman first got here, and where it is now, it's mightily improved. You think about that Arkansas was the second most improved fan attendance in anyone in the country. Skip COVID in 2020, but you go from 2019 to 2021, over 14,000 more fans on average inside of that Stadium. That's the number one in the SEC, and that's number two in all of college football. That's going to jump up even more this year. Tommy, you were talking about how you've looked at season tickets and, and single-game tickets. Now, what the University of Arkansas ticket office shows us doesn't necessarily mean 100% true, but there ain't a lot of tickets yet for big-time games. There ain't. And so that means, I would think, starting September the 3rd, we're going to see an atmosphere that every single high school kid is going to want to be a part of this fall. As long as you're winning, you will. I mean, if we beat Cincinnati, you will. It'll be even better uh, the next week, even with an 11 a.m. game against South Carolina. So it still comes back to, are you going to you know, complete this thing by winning the games? You go out and you lose to Cincinnati, that's going to put some water on the campfire the following week. So you go 0-2, and, and man, they... The Alabama atmosphere is not going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. You go 4-0 and or even 3-1, and 
That Alabama game should be where you ought to be able to get the most four- and five-star recruits on campus to have them see what you have going on. Then if you can somehow get the stars to align that day, uh, the, the dividends will be unbelievable what will happen. So all of that's true. Everything's great what you said, but you can't just assume the victories over Cincinnati and South Carolina because those are going to be very tight ball games that may come down to just a handful of plays. But what you're saying is right. I remember when Gus Malzahn and Arkansas were doing that dance or whatever before Arkansas was saddled with Chad Morris, and one of the things he quoted or was cited saying following his decision to stay at Auburn is they'd had like 47 four- and five-star recruits on campus for the Iron Bowl. I know that's a big game and everybody wants to see it, but you know if you were playing the Dallas Cowboys at Razorback Stadium, could you get 47 five-stars and four-star players to come attend? That's that's the thing coaches pay attention to. That's the things that Sam Pittman has on his mind. So in order to, and I, I don't know this, but I would assume everything's funneling as far as a recruiting effort into October 1. You talk about atmospheres. That's where you should be at your absolute best to put your best foot forward for the next crop of great Razorback players. you got to win at least three of your first four games in order to... to um, to make that what it can be. That's a great nugget. 45, 4, and 5 40 stars. 40-some-odd. I may be off it, but that was the Still. reason. That was one of the huge things he pointed to in staying at Auburn. That and, I guess, the 50s, you know, they upped the bet, 50-whatever mm-hmm. million that he ended up in a bunch of it guaranteed. Uh, but he could have come to Arkansas and, and stayed for a long time. I don't know that you are still in a position, and just because of population and location, you could ever get 40-some-odd four- and five-stars on campus at one time for a game. I do wonder what you could bring in in recruits if you do set up that Alabama game or what they have in store for the Cincinnati game. Who is coming in? I know that many are setting, and as Tommy said, you have to win games. I think you as a fan listening right now, you're going to do your part. And I've seen it over and over with this fan base. You guys bring the energy. You gals bring the heat. And now, I think based on what we're seeing with season ticket sales, it's just up to the team. Because that's just going to continue. You've already got a really solid base of where you are inside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in terms of fan attendance. It's only going to go up, as Tommy just put, if you keep on winning. And if you keep on winning... Not only are you going to see more high school students want to enroll at the University of Arkansas, but more guys that are thinking about playing football, basketball, baseball, they're going to take a much harder look just based on what the football team is doing. The recruiting is not just one of those things where it's just about football, basketball, baseball. It is all across the board. And with your home schedule, what you have in front of you this year the time to strike while the iron is hot, as my dad always said, it's right now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, 
1-800-522-4750. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope back. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Holy Hogs! Chuck, you ever driven an 18-wheeler? Well, no, I have not driven an 18-wheeler. But, uh, hey, those guys, hey, they work hard now. They work hard. They work on a tight schedule. Now, be nice if they didn't pass on the hills quite so much. In the left but, lane. Uh, um, <laughs> Hey, no, in all seriousness, they are the lifeblood of our country, and they keep it moving. I wanted to give them a special shout-out this morning because I know that we have a number of different ones that listen to us. Chuck, we had our first pads yesterday. Coach Pittman detailed it as a wonderful practice. He said, guys, I like being honest with you. It was a wonderful practice today. Thoughts on that when he said that yesterday? Well, a lot of times when a coach pauses a couple of seconds and says, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> he, he's getting he ready to go off on some people. And so when he did that, I think the reaction um, was, was, was interesting. But, you know, guys, this is when you look at how they practice, when you look at what they work on in practice, this is how you coach a veteran team. Um, it's not about, hey, we're going we're gonna to throw our best 11 against your best 11. We're going to see if we can go 80 yards every time. Now, you do that, but it's about situations. It's about third and one. This is not a question with this offense of will they score. They're going to score. The question's going to be when it's third and one, do you get a touchdown out of that drive or do you kick a field goal? Um, you're probably going to get something because you got a good kicker. But – you look at what they work on, situational football. It's kind of like we talked about earlier in this week, is that when you've got a veteran team and you know what you have in many respects, and you look at the way the games between the good teams in our league are decided, you have to be excellent situationally to have a chance to win those games. And that's what you do in football practice. I mean, that's what football practice is. You line up on the goal line. Um, you get out there when it's nasty on third and one, and anything goes. Uh, that's, that's, that's how you develop a football team, and that's what he's done from the minute he's gotten here. Why this program's better and it's why this team's better. Chuck, I think Tommy and I were discussing this yesterday. There's going to be a lot of close games this fall there's going to be some tight ones with the schedule ahead and it's the sec we know that arkansas performed a lot better in year two under sam Pittman in close games than they did in year one and i would expect you're going to even see with an improvement of kj jefferson tommy that i mean is it let me ask this question all right i think this is a good question to ask is anyone worried when you have to go 75 yards with two minutes to go, and KJ's your starting quarterback, and he's been well. Did anyone feel worried at any point last year in Ole Miss or Mississippi State? And I think there might have been one more game. 
I just felt like a calmness through this fan base when it was happening. They're just like, he's going to leave. It was the, it was the most nonchalant, you know what, KJ's just going to lead us down. We'll be fine. And I think that, that level of confidence is going to be amped up exponentially this year with KJ Jefferson. Uh, a two minute drive is successful because you're organized. You know, two-minute drives are successful because you don't set yourself behind the chains with false starts and pre-snap penalties. How many times did we see with Chad Morris and years and years ago with other coaching staffs where, you know, they couldn't get the right personnel on the field for the right play? Uh, so much of the two-minute drive and being able to take your team, you know, you know, fifty yards to get in field goal range or to to have to score is about organization. And, Chuck, you get organized by doing things over and over and over. I mean, how many times have we all, anyone that's been through football practice, a coach had a play, and, man, he'd run that thing a hundred times to end because he knew that was the play he could count on once you got it down. So, to me, those two-minute drills and two-minute drives are not about getting lucky and finding a defensive mistake, and sometimes they are. But, Chuck, you got to be organized, and that starts with just repetition. Well, you know, when you hear a coach say, run it again, yeah, uh, there's a reason for that, yep. and and but I'll go back to you know what we were talking about a second ago, and I'll tie it into your question, Ty, about whether or not you're worried. Um, it does come down to situations. You are not going to go fifty or sixty or seventy yards in two minutes, in all likelihood, without facing two or three really critical plays. You think about every two minute drive that produces points. There aren't a whole lot of them that work like clockwork. There's generally a third one, a fourth and two. Uh, there's a play you have to make if you're going to keep that drive alive. That's what they're working on. You know, when you say, are you worried? I'm not worried that they're not going to score. You know, if they need five points, I'm not worried that they're not going to get in field goal range. They are. What I would be concerned about, and they are concerned about it, and that's why they work on it every day, is, you know, can we get the touchdown after we make it on third or fourth down? And that's what they do, and that's what veteran teams and good teams do. They make those plays. And so um, I do think there's a comfort level with K.J., and, and they are organized, and all that gives them a chance to get in those situations where it's third and fourth down and have the opportunity to make that play to win the game. And I think that's where they are right now. I think that's how you crack the glass ceiling, um, you know, so to speak. You've um, you got to be the champion of those plays. Everybody's got to know in a critical situation that there's a pretty good chance the Razorbacks are going to make the play. And they're moving closer to that, and that's why they're working on it every day. We're just, and it's not coincidence that they did that on the first day in full pads. Let me throw that in. Yeah. And I think it's also important. So a lot of times in sports radio, you tend to solely talk to offense, and you just get caught up in what the offense is doing. I think defensively-wise, you're going to see a team that last year they gave up, I think it was 23 points a game, 22.9, which is the best since, I think, 2014 when you average it out. I think you're going to see some defensive plays get made this year. Clay was telling us yesterday, this is the most depth they've had at cornerback in a long time. Now, it's a little worrisome that Campbell is dealing with a concussion right now. Marcus Miller's dealing with some stuff. Your defensive tackles aren't exactly plentiful right now with the injury to Torian Carter earlier this year. So, even if you have a great back end, you still got to get pressure up front. But I think we 
oftentimes when we get in this fall camp conversation, we overlook the plays that maybe defensively could be made because there was a few of them last year. If the defense doesn't step up in certain situations, guys, you can't talk about what the offense was able to do in that last two minutes because they wouldn't have been able to make that because the defense would have wilted. Well, that's a good point. I mean, some point, someone's got to get you the ball back. You know, and that's always uh, – you, know, you always got to have a chance because the other team runs out of downs because you stop them. So, no, that's a – that's a good point. You don't want to always get it back because other teams kicking off to you. So uh, that that never works. But uh, I think this team just has a quiet confidence that you can kind of. I'm feeling through Sam Pittman yesterday. This was he, he spoke about that, Chuck, because you know this team feels less and less like an underdog, and uh, but they still feel like. Arkansas is an underdog program, which I think Arkansas is. I mean, you just look where they're projected. You're not projected one or two in the division. You're 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 down there at three or four in most people's minds, maybe five. So, but you could kind of sense that that quiet confidence from Sam Pittman yesterday when he was asked about that early on. Well, I think he knows again. He's got a veteran group. He's got a group that's been around the block. He's got a group that's uh, that certainly proved last year that they can win close games. Defensively, though, I mean, there are some issues on the defensive line right now yep. in terms of injuries. And, um, you know, you got to get those guys back. you got to get them well. Let me say this about the defensive line. Everybody talks about pressure. That, that, that always comes up. Oh, they got to put pressure on that quarterback. That defensive line's got to put pressure on that quarterback. A lot of times, most of your, you know, a lot of your pressure doesn't necessarily come from your, from your defensive linemen. What these guys have got to be able to do is hold up against the run and allow those guys at the second level to roam free, to allow those linebackers to move, not get blown off the ball when the other team's running it. Because I promise you this, if you get blown off the ball when the other team's running it, you will never put pressure on the quarterback. So uh, um, it's a team game, and the defensive linemen are not the only ones that are charged with run stopping, but they are the first line of defense and they cannot get blown off the ball. So I'm a lot more concerned from a defensive line perspective of not getting blown off the ball than I am are you going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. He always talks about Isaiah Nichols, and that's clearly the the heart and soul right now, at least of that defensive line. I thought it was it, or he went through some names, and it's, to your point, I think very clear that Torian Carter's return is just a key to the success and the depth of this defensive line. I think yesterday was the first time I heard him talk about Nico Davalier and it wasn't long it was a brief comment but it was you know you just listen to the guys the coach mentions uh they're they're looking at a lot of guys and the uh, uh the freshman out of out of Maumel has, has at least gotten uh gotten a mention from the coach yesterday on that defensive line that's how deep I think they're having to go right now to to find who they think can play in some rotations boy don't you know it was a big day for Nico yesterday mm-hmm. I mean he's a freshman from Maumel the head coach mentions him in a press conference I mean do you think that guy was sky high <laughs> I bet his parents were fired up <laughs> and you know that's what happens in football I mean that, that's just what happens guys get hurt and another guy gets a chance and when you get that chance you got to make him notice you and obviously he did and um but you know They'll like figure him. it out there. They'll figure out, you know, who needs to be in there in certain situations. It's obviously, you know, some guys are good at one thing and not so good at another. And, and you, uh, you know, you got to find that proper rotation. But they got to get some of these guys healthy, and they know that. And there's, there's a big difference, obviously, between a high school game and, a, and an SEC Saturday. But I got a chance to work a game last year that Nico played in, and and he's the kind of guy you want on your defensive line. He's got that nasty edge to him. He plays with some attitude. Now, again, there's a difference in in what you do 
um, you know, on a Friday night in high school versus what you're going to be able to do against the best of the of the best on a Saturday. But I like Chuck the attitude and the edge he played with in that game when I got to see him. You know, prior to being at Arkansas. Well, you know, if you come in and you play well uh, and you're at a spot where they need you, you're probably going to get a chance. And and he's obviously getting that. I'd like to see Miller and Carter and Ball get 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 back because guys. There's uh, uh, you got to have some pluggers up there. Miller's a guy that played early and then just kind of got lost in the shuffle. He's had some injuries. He got COVID. In fact, he may have had COVID twice. And um, he just kind of fell behind. And it's never really, from a physical standpoint, come together for him. But I can remember, I mean, he played some. I'm not sure he, he, he I guess he was a redshirt freshman the first time he played. But um, he got some action early on and they got to find some guys in there who can be pluggers, but they will. He's a Warren. He, his teammates with Traylon Burks, right? If I remember yep, that right? Yep, okay. I yep. thought that was right. So what do you think about what we heard from Sam Pittman yesterday? I'm sure many of you watched his press conference on hitthatline.com and our YouTube channel as well. You're more than welcome to jump in here at 877-377-6963. Hey, does your business's website need drastic improvement? <laughs> Do you need to move up the depth chart on where you're at compared to the competition? Well, that's where our friends at Matchstick Studios can put you at the top of the depth chart with a great-looking website for just $95 a month. And when you work with Matchstick Studios, you get everything they've got. They've got great copywriters, great designers. They'll create you a website in a matter of days that's easy to edit and will keep you going and bring you new leads and new customers to your business. 479-755-3043. And I hope you heard what it said it's 95 a month and can be up in days not weeks or months so if you've been working with a design firm and you're waiting uh two three four months now and haven't seen much for the money you've spent it's time to call matchstick studios 479-755-3043 or see what i'm talking about at modularorange.com we've gotten plenty of texts so far this morning but i want to hear someone's voice i want to hear someone call in and tell me that not just Sam Pittman has a quiet confidence about this team, but you have a boisterous, loud, obnoxious. You're telling your Oklahoma coworkers, your Missouri coworkers, your Ole Miss coworkers, whoever you work with that's not a fan of this Arkansas Razorback team, that they're going to be good this year, and they're going to be worth every single penny that you pay for, whether it's to watch on television, to attend the game, or heck, just spend in the free 99 for ESPN Arkansas and hit that line.com. That's the great thing about radio, Chuck, is – as, as high-paid as you are, people don't have to pay for a cent of you, man. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, you get what you pay for sometimes, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's sort of how it works. It's uh, it's where it goes so far. Who we got on the line, Tommy? Let's go to Miss Lisa. In- Let's go to Miss Lisa, or Northeast Arkansas. Good to have you on, Miss Lisa. I know you're excited to have Chuck back on the radio with us. Listen, I don't know why y'all don't turn the reins over to him. That's a great <laughs> question. <When I> hear- <laughs> When I hear Chuck Barrett, when I hear his voice, I'm in my living room right now with my coffee. Yes, I'm in my pajamas, and I am just electric. I just, we we pull out of light Arkansas three weeks from today and hope to God I don't do like I did at the Texas game. You know, I got sick, and they had to drag me in the bull center, and I missed Jay Shod Stewart. I had to bring him back out, and 
Oh, my God. It was a... Anyway, so much for last year. Now, you said you wanted to hear somebody's voice mm-hmm. and ask them what. I missed that part. Just the, the confidence you have in this football team right now, Miss Lisa. 100%. Until they show me different, my confidence level is through the roof. And uh, got a returning quarterback. We, I know a lot of the players on the team. I know I'm, I'm on Facebook, and they PM me, and I, I, in fact, I bug them too much. <laughs> I shouldn't, but I'll admit it, I do. And uh, they're they're working. And but let me tell you who I've got the confidence in, and that's our coach. Y'all heard me for years on here. I mean, I don't, I'm surprised, and I want to talk to Chuck right quick, so I'll hurry up. But I'm surprised during the Chad Morris two years that we had him that I didn't die up there. I mean, I, I'm lucky to be alive. We're glad you're is here. what I'm trying yeah. to say. Huh? We're glad you're here. Yeah, if you would have died, Miss Lisa, you would have missed the second coming of Chuck Bear on the radio. No one wants that. I know it. Okay, Chuck, I want to ask yes, you ma'am. a question. All right, go what ahead. Are... Thank you for the nice words, by the way. Well, I'm, there's the truth. If they weren't, I would say how I really felt. Oh, I know that. That's the way I feel about you. That's the way I feel about you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, if I didn't like you, I'd say, oh, my God, get him off. But anyway, <laughs> what are your expectations? You're the one that has the, you're the one that has the coach's ear, the assistant coach's ears. What, what, what's your take? Are we overreacting? All right, that's a good question. First off, I don't think they pay much attention to me, and when they start paying attention to me, we're in trouble. I can, I can, I can assure you of that, but... I like the fact that it's a veteran group. I like the fact that they have won close games. I like the fact that they, uh, um, uh, they're drilled in practice. Um, I like the fact that the whistle blows and the coach yells, run it again. Um, I like all that stuff. I like the way they manage their football program. Uh, Sam Pittman is the leader of that. But I'm going to tell you, you know, we – don't realize that perhaps the most important thing in being a head coach is being able to assemble a staff. If you can't assemble a staff, it does not matter what's between your ears. You are going to fail. You are going to fail. And you got to hire great coaches. They have to respect you. You have to respect them. You've got to share a similar philosophy. And you've got to work. And you've got to be able to work together in tandem and I think that's one of the really underrated facets of being a head coach. And um, I think he has done a remarkable job in that area. Now, he's the boss. He's the, he's, he's the one that sets the tone. But um, he's hired a really good staff. And I'm not just talking about the on-the-field coaches. I'm talking about everybody in that building. Because I can assure you, when there's a coaching change, the whole building changes. Very few people are left over when one coach leaves and another one comes in. So the new head coach or the current head coach is kind of like the governor or the president. If he's there long enough, he's going to pick everybody. 
And um, so that's a credit to Sam Pittman and the people that he's put in place to do their jobs. I think if you look at the SEC offensive-defensive coordinators, and I'm not the one that generally ranks these, but when you go to rankings list on CBS Sports, ESPN, Saturday down south, the combination about the offensive and defensive coordinator, what the coach has at each school, Arkansas is generally in that top three with Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. And it's not just those two. Have you guys seen what Kenny Guyton and Jimmy Smith have been doing on the recruiting trail? I mean, they have been killing mm. Dow Loggins, three four-star tight ends, one from Arkansas, one from Kansas, and then one from Bixby, Oklahoma, who was originally committed to the Sooners. They are killing it on the recruiting trail right now, and it's only going to get amped up. Now, we just heard from one of the ladies of the morning rush. All right, men, I'm tasking you next. 877 377 Six three. You just heard someone who's super duper excited about this football team, Tommy. I want to hear some other voices this morning here on a hey, football Friday. Here's what I heard. There was like Miss Lisa got so excited at the Texas game last year. She like passed out. Yeah, yeah she did. I mean, she's overloaded. You need to tell she, him that he he hasn't heard that story. Yeah, she Tommy. she wasn't able to rush the field, but yes, she she had to be taken. On a stretcher into into the the Broil Center mm-hmm. and and tended to, and then. Uh, later on in the season, she had a heart problem, Chuck, and the doctors like wanted to put her on bed rest and, and keep her in Little Rock. And she said, "Listen, I've got." Uh, she bought tickets to go on a bus tour to to Tampa to the bowl game, <laughs> and she basically checked herself out of the hospital to go to the bowl game. Is uh, pretty much what happened. She, to bottom line, and she said, and she lied to the doctor and said it was a family matter, Chuck. Yeah. Well, I think you can tell that she does pretty much what she wants to. Yeah, do. Yeah, I think she's in charge at her house. Yeah, Remind so. me, who's her husband again? Jesse. Uh, Jesse. Yeah. yeah, and she's. Poor old Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Uh, there's the the one. Well, I bet Jesse every once in a while just got to get in his truck and go for a drive. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> every once in a while. Every once in a while. I love Miss Lisa though. I do too. She is great, and uh, I know her son-in-law um, Matt, and uh, he's he's uh, he he said you can't understand how crazy she is about Razorback sports. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Well, so. that's great. She's not she the listens. only one. It's no. What makes it one of the things that makes our state great. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Chuck, when you were talking about cuckoos earlier, Joel in Northwest Arkansas teched in. Apparently his mom worked there 
in 92 and 93, so that about brought back some some good memories for him. And I, It's been a long time. We 30 were, years, guys. It's hard man, to imagine. I like I can't even and you you were a part of a good chunk of these since you worked here and Chuck's show was on these airwaves but I'm trying towards the back end yeah, yeah as a guy that I don't think it was then I don't think it was then was before that I oh, guess oh this yeah I mean because this yeah, was we were, this was in we the were 90s AM radio in Fayetteville yeah. then my involvement with with your show sports rap was from about. Oh three, oh four on about two thousand four. Yeah. So. I, I got a segment saved up for next week because Chuck, I was, and again, the probably fifteen years. How old am I? I'm twenty seven. I probably listened to sports talk radio in this state for a good fifteen twenty years. But there obviously it didn't exist caller. much before. Yeah, I mean there wasn't just wasn't a lot to. I mean there wasn't there wasn't two or three on the dial anywhere you were at. And I got a pretty good rolodex of callers and texters over the years that I compiled. But I want to hear for. Some of them that hopefully come out of the caves and come back from the dead and start calling this show because you're back on the air with us. Well, right. Lazarus, come forth. Yeah, I think right. we'll, uh, exactly right. I think we'll have a few. That's like Woods and Benville, who, to my knowledge, hasn't called the show before, but Chuck's back on. He's with us. He's got a question about the depth chart this morning. Woods, go ahead, man. You're on the morning rush. Yep. No, I heard you guys a little bit talking about. Um, Marcus Miller and Cam Ball. I'm I'm worried. You know, like I, I want to know more about the uh, the two deep. You know, the guys that are probably. You know, I don't know how many snaps they're going to get, but I like the size. They're both six five, and they can get their you know big paws up in the air and um, create trouble on the passing lane. Um, but then also. I saw here, like, Malik Chavis is not necessarily listed as a starter, and I wonder why that is the case. Why he's not looked at as a starter? Yeah. Okay. I'll talk about both those. Um, On the defensive line, if they played today, for example, I think you'd see Eric Gregory move into the inside. And I think that's one of the reasons that perhaps there's not – cause for just total panic over this. I mean, they've cross-trained these guys, and if they played today, I suspect Gregory would start at nose tackle, and Landon Jackson or Dorian Gerald would be your uh, be there, you know, one of the rush spots where, or one of the edge spots where Gregory is now, so those guys will be back. I mean, these are not um, season-ending type injuries. Carter's the one of the three that's the most seriously injured, but um, you know, Gregory's a guy that, that, that can come in and, and, and has played inside. I mean, it's, it's, if, if, if you watched him line up uh, in the past, I mean, Gregory's not always on the outside. So I think they'll be, you know, I think they'll be okay there. I mean, as far as Chavis goes, I mean, you know, Hudson Clark's still listed at the number one spot because, you know, I'm just going to have to assume he's outplayed him in practice. Uh, if, if Chavis had been better in practice or if he is better in practice as we move forward I'm sure he'll be the starter but um, you know Clark's the one that has started the most and so he starts at the head of the line and he's fighting to keep his job and I'm sure he's being pushed but you know Chavis is a good player Chavis is going to play uh, now whether or not he's going to start I, it wouldn't surprise me if there are some games when he does uh, you know um, starting a lot of times has to do with what the other side's doing on offense. 
um, you know, how you line up personnel-wise to counter that. So, um, you know, I, obviously they got a battle going on there, and if he earns the time, and I think he will, he'll he'll play a good bit. But up front, I mean, it's it, it's causing some issues in practice because you're just down bodies. But I think if they played a game today, Gregory would slide over and play inside. I think that's kind of like what you're talking about, Chuck, the cross-training. That's why some of the coaching staff might be a little less worried. Now, they, they want these guys back for healthy. Something you said an hour or two is it is still fall camp. They're not playing on Saturday. They're not playing tomorrow. They've still got 22 days till that first official game, so you do still have some, some time to get healthy. What you hope doesn't happen, Tommy, these next three weeks is you don't have someone else go down because that would – tell me I'm wrong about this. The interior defensive line is probably your – in terms of depth, your weakest position unit, maybe on the roster, is that a fair? I think that's fair. Take on I think my that, part. I mean, when you hear concern in Coach Pittman's voice, usually a discussion about the depth of the defensive line follows closely after. And that's and we hadn't heard a lot of concern so far in camp, but that's an area that uh, that I don't think he's really comfortable yet. And they're going to go with three down linemen, you know, but they can give a four man look, Chuck, by walking up. You know, oh, yeah. someone from the outside walking a linebacker up to that level. So it's uh, you know they've shown different looks. They've they've disguised it well pre-snap in some ways with with guys walking up. I think that's it. I think just because of depth, you know, of a, a four-man front as far as having those linemen other than goal line situations probably isn't going to to work out. Let me go back to talking about the inside. You know, talking about Gregory starting. Uh, might be, you know, could be Nichols there, and you know Gregory sliding over and playing in, you know, playing in and playing nose tackle. I, 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 I might have misspoke saying Gregory Gregory would start there. I'm sure he would play there. Nichols might very well be your starter, but you know, again, from a practice standpoint, it causes some issues. But I think they're going to be okay there. They got guys that can, you know, they can mix and match. We still, I mean. Dorian Gerald's been injured so much of his career. Do we really even know what you have with Dorian Gerald? I mean, he's a, what, 23, 24-year-old player. Um, Seemingly been there on the Cody Walker plan, a six-year guy. I mean, I think that's, I mean, literally, he's a tail end. I mean, wasn't he recruited by the tail end of the Bielema uh, administration, if you will? So, I mean, this is a guy that's been around a long time. But still, I'm not sure you're, you're fully sure what you have at this point. He's a great athlete, I'll tell you that. When he walks out there, he looks the part. And every year I've thought, boy, if Dorian Gerald can stay healthy, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a big, big boost to the defense, and it just hadn't happened. If it does, I think he'll be a big boost to the defense. I know he's down a little bit on the depth chart right now, but um, I think Dorian Gerald's a good player. I've always thought that. It's just a matter of him being able to play at 100%. I think we're under the presumption right now, as we're talking here, it's 8 or 9, Football Friday edition of the Morning Rush. You're welcome to jump in on this conversation at 877-377-6963. We're under the presumption that this is still a question mark because Coach Pittman, to start fall camp, said this is the biggest question mark of this team outside of maybe the wide receivers. So let's say it's not. Let's say Dorian Gerald, as Chuck just said, fully healthy, finally blows up in his career at Arkansas. Let's say Atlanta Jackson off the edge, get out of Texarkana at 6'7", just starts playing out of his mind, the transfer in from LSU. Let's say they figure it out in the interior. Terry Hampton, even though he's a little smaller, he's an Arkansas boy, El Dorado. Let's say he plays and just is an absolute stud. And they do have a defensive line that is aiming in the top half of that SEC in sacks. Chuck, I think that 
if that is the case, and I, that, that's a that's a big ask because I think there are that is the biggest question mark of the team. I mean, you're you you start to get in that thought process. Well, if they figured out their biggest presumed question mark, what else do they have to figure out with this football team? Well, I, I that that you know figuring figuring it out on the defensive line is 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 you know that's a that's much easier said than done and 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 I want to go back to something that I talked about a little bit earlier when we talk about defensive ends everybody talks about sacks and when you talk about defensive line you talk about sacks and getting quarterback pressure guys this is about keeping the other team from gashing you that's what that play up front is you've 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 you got to have pluggers man you got to have guys that can defend the run that allow your your tacklers, for lack of a, to make it in simple terms, to allow your tacklers, your linebackers, the guys that are creeping up, to allow them to roam. You can't get blown off the ball. Um, I promise you, I promise you, if you put them in third and six, third and seven, we're going to have some good pass rushers. And I promise you on the other end, if it's third and two, we're not going to have very many good ones uh, because that's just how it is. And it's all predicated by, you know, are they gashing you? Uh, that's the first order of business. We can talk about sacks and pressure and all that stuff later. Um, you got to stop the other guys from gashing you, and if you can't do that, you're going to struggle. Let's go to almost another city inside the state of Arkansas, even though it's about <laughs> four or five hours away from the capital, to Dallas, Texas, and welcome in Marlon. Marlon, you've got some thoughts on this defensive line this morning, man. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Um, it's good to hear you guys. I haven't listened to you guys in a while, but, I'm, I mean, it's football season, so it's time to jump back into rotation. Um, but I wanted to kind of touch on what uh, you guys were talking about as far as Dorian Gerald. I think that what Chuck said is the fact that he is a super athlete. And from the time that he's been on the field and healthy, he's shown flashes of, if not greatness, at least, a high level of uh, effect on getting to the quarterback. Um, I also think that he, Chuck just made a good point about uh, the fact that if we're in a third and seven situation or a third and five, we will have pass rushes because I think that they're going to put uh, Drew Sanders out in, in a flex situation like a standing up rusher. And Drew Sanders is a monster. I don't know if you guys have seen any of his tapes, but he is as advertised, and I will go so far as to say that he may be the leading tackler on this team, aside from Bumper Pool or Jalen Catalan. And also, what I want to say is that I don't—I honestly don't think that our fan base has an appreciation for the breadth of talent that KJ has around him at that at that wide receiver position. Because I have heard so much about Traylon Burks that I am sick of it because I love Traylon Burks just as much as the next Arkansas fan. But in my humble opinion, I would much rather have the collection of talent at wide receiver that we have right now than just one Traylon Burks and a Tyson Moore. Because I'm telling you right now, there are going to be deep threats. There are going to be slant threats. There are going to be curl. I mean, there are going to be so many threats on offense that KJ probably won't run the ball as much this year, which would be a benefit to us because we need to keep him healthy. But the fact that he has deep threats, the fact that he has the he, he has the ability to throw any route that you would want to throw as a quarterback. And I want to get you guys a thoughts on that. Thanks for taking my call and I'll be talking to y'all soon. Marlon, Thanks, Marlon. appreciate it, man. 
KJ has the best deep ball in the SEC. Not just from a statistic, but the way it comes off his fingertips, it is a beautiful-looking ball. And even his intermediate passes, which have been criticized to a certain extent, there were some drops last year that brought down his percentages. And I mentioned this earlier this week, and I heard it in Jaden Hazelwood's voice. And he has a lot of respect for Traylon Burks, who, by the way, played last night in the first preseason game for the Titans and Ravens. But there is a little pushback from this wide receiver group. You can tell. You can tell they're tired of fielding questions about a guy that's not there. You can tell that a lot of people of any offensive position group think that that one's not going to be the one that shows up. And so that being said, whether it's a big chip or a small chip, they have that chip on their shoulder in addition to the chip this team already has. And kind of like that defensive line that we're talking about, and I know it's the cliche phrase that we're just saying, figure it out or whatever. You, as Marlon just said, you would much rather have a cohesive unit that you don't have just one guy. Now, is that going to be better than the 1,100 or over a grand yards that Burks had last year? I don't know. But what I do know is if they, if this wide receiver group shows up and Jaden plays like the number one recruit he was out of high school and these other guys that they brought in, Matt Landers, Satania, and some of the others, Keytron Jackson gets better, Warren Thompson plays better than he did last year. Man, that's asking a lot of an SEC defense to worry about. KJ, Rocket, Dominique, and these guys when it comes to playing offense this year. Yeah. Well, I think the point about the, the, the group is well made. I think it's a deep group. I think it's a deeper group potentially than what I agree with that. Um, I think the question's going to be going back to situational football, and I hate to keep you know hammering on that, but that's my deal. And um, I think that you know when you have to throw, and it is a critical situation. KJ had such a comfort level with Burks, and uh, I think he's going to have to develop that type of relationship with one, maybe two, maybe three of these guys. But I do think that Marlon's point about the depth in that room and with that core is well made. Now, right now, it's all potential because, you know, some of them have played, but not all that many. And now it's about going out and executing on the field. I don't think we have the clip from yesterday, but Coach Pittman talked about Warren Thompson. He's as improved as any player in camp. Now, you know, sometimes coaches, you know, lay on an extra layer, but I don't think Sam necessarily is doing that. I think he was making a point that he believes this guy is a guy that's gaining trust. He talked about KJ and Warren Thompson gaining that connection you're talking about, but he went out of his way yesterday to talk about Warren Thompson and being a a possession guy that, hey, when you need seven, he can get you eight and uh, a big target. So I think Warren Thompson's clearly one of those guys that uh, is going to have himself right in the thick of things when it comes to being one of those first three receivers out on the field, Chuck. I like Warren Thompson. I you know, too. people people focused on the drop some early last year, but he got a lot of that corrected. And um, this is a big guy with a – he is a big target, and he's got all the tools. And – He's going to be counted on in a big way this year. And, and um, K.J. will go to him unless or until there's the feeling in the quarterback that I, I don't need to go to him anymore. He's not reliable. But um, I think Warren Thompson's poised to have a good year. If this team's going to be good, he's going to have to be good. Yeah. And we you know, we went through a lot of this discussion. You know, four or five years ago, this discussion wouldn't have gotten very far with can we block it up becoming the question. You know, now we're at a point where – can you block it up for K.J. Jefferson to have the time to to find an open target, to find a Warren Thompson, to find a Trey Knox, to find a Hazelwood? 
Now, that's the other part of this that sometimes we just take for granted or overlook, but, guys, you can block it up now, and that, that's the key to the whole thing. Well, and I am not one of those people who believes that you take the, the – the, I'm saying with KJ, don't try to turn him into something that he's not. Uh, this idea that, oh, we can't let him run because we want to keep him healthy. The guy's 6'3 and 230. I mean, when there's a collision out there, most of the time he's winning. I'm not saying that you, you, know, you run before you throw. I'm not saying that you run before you go through all your progressions. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm going to tell you something. When K.J.'s on the loose, I like our chances. He's a running back at quarterback. I mean, that's what Sam said yesterday. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be durable, but, uh, but he's going to – he's – Kind of like we've been talking about with Nick Smith and this basketball team. I mean, those two are synonymous as far as they're both going to take their teams as far as that. As far as they go is as far as the team will go. If you had to pick one play, and I have one in mind, if you had to pick one play from last year that, and you're talking about being on the run and out of the pocket with KJ, what would it be? There's A&M game where he yeah. lowered his shoulder, got yeah. that first down. Yeah, but, but collectively, particularly the third quarter of that, Outback Bowl still. I mean, maybe that's because that's most recent, but they just they just ran over Penn State. That's a good one, Chuck. That quarter was a good one in that whole second half. To me, it was the LSU play where he found Dominique Johnson. He gets hit off a of blitz. They got one less guy that they can block, and I think he avoided another guy. Rolls out of the pocket, finds Dominique Johnson, and that game, who Arkansas had nothing going offensively. Burks got bottled up that game. They had nothing. And he just made a play. That's what you can't account for as a defensive coordinator is when he gets outside the pocket, like you're saying, and make plays. That is something that you can't teach. It's just natural, and KJ has that. But don't discount the second half of the Rice game because things didn't go well in the first half, and KJ was the reason offensively that that game turned around. Arkansas won that game, and it set the table up for the Texas game. And uh Chuck, that might be as important a half of football as they played was finding a way to beat Rice, and K.J. was the reason. Yeah, he was nervous that first half. I mean, I, I, th- I think that's all that was against Rice. I think he was just nervous in the first half. He played nervous, and everybody – when your quarterback plays nervous, everybody plays nervous. And I think that happened in the first half against Rice, and he settled in, and so did everybody else. Also had that play in the Ole Miss game. We got this from Tea Time and Quinton in Clarksville – the Superman dive where he landed yeah. on his head and then got up kind of woozy and then was back up okay. That, that game too gets, many to count. That for game him. gets so overshadowed, though, by the two-point conversion that, you know, you forget about things like that. Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.